So I was like, hmm, uh, since we got good feedback on the, the Wife Guys episode, I figure let's just, because uh, we got we got nothing for this week. I don't know. I think everyone's too happy or something. Trying to enjoy <laughs> the end of summer. <laughs> like, we still got, like, what is it, like nine, nine, day, nine days. Nine days of summer left, so trying to enjoy it while we can. We're trying to enjoy it. It's been actually a pretty good summer, I guess, because COVID... Uh, Kind of COVID is on the wane. Is it? I don't know if it is. It, like caring, a, giving sure. a shit about COVID is on the wane. <laughs> yeah, that that's for sure. That's for sure. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah. No, so so I was thinking like, what what would be the natural continuation of that wife guys episode we did? I thought maybe because we were talking most, dude. That's a nice. That's a nice glass of whiskey you got there. That's a big ass cube. I know. I need it. I need it nice. after this uh, tough day. Tough Monday. <laughs> tough Monday. Wow. Yeah. What are you I'm drinking, blessed. Adam? Also bourbon? Akishi. Yeah, it's a whiskey. Japanese. Is this the wife guy drink? Japanese whiskeys? Maybe. Oh, what? Fuck. You know what? I'm going to take my... Keep going. I'm going to take a room temperature beer and put it in the fridge because I'm getting upset. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I got some leftover wine, too, that's been sitting in the in the fridge. I don't have any it. other alcohol. Good time to finish it, it, man. You yeah, know what? Time to finish it. Go grab it. I mean, since I'm on video, I'm going to do it, you know, just so do I feel it. like I'm with you guys more. That's spirit. right. So, That's right. Cool. I'm going to grab two. <laughs> okay, Carlsberg. I got to murder this fruit fly before it gets out of this laptop. One second. Yeah. And Did Carl run off to get a, some, some He's going to get too? some wine. Yeah. Wine. Yeah. So we got <laughs> wine, beer, two whiskeys. Good to go. Uh, and then uh, I like the second one you said, Teen, about uh, maybe. Because as you said, right, the first one was sort of like an understanding of ourselves, maybe, uh, or what men, and then the yeah, uh, like like how how, how we be... as guys, like older guys, progressed through the decades, the years, right, uh, in terms of our understanding uh, and approach to what we want. But in that time, I think like what was left out. Maybe we should wait for Kyle to get back with his. Oh, there he is. Um. <laughs> Nice. Now I'm really left out. Shit. I'm the d- designated driver right now. I know. It's <laughs> one beer. Yeah. Thank goodness. Uh, no. So uh, no. So we were saying like um, Adam was saying the first episode we did kind of go through like the you know just kind of like how we as maybe somewhat older guys. I'm a, quite a bit older guy. Like the the evolution of thinking through the years and decades, but that was really more about us, right? But then, but then, what about? And I think this was left out of the first pod, which is like, how has your understanding? I don't want necessarily want to say of women, but more like the or even the opposite sex. I don't want to make it too straight normative or whatever. But I guess for our purposes, it's going to be about women. What is the under understanding of uh, of how how have your understanding of women changed? And not necessarily like as a static idea, but how have women how did how did they progress? Like, can we let's get very offensive and inappropriate in terms of <laughs> cro- ste- right. cro- stepping over boundaries here? And because to be clear, in the first episode, it was like guy's perspective on guy's perspective and now you're saying it's an episode on guy's perspective on women's perspective like we're kind of making shit up here right from 
what we understand. What you, you know, what we, what we think we understand. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I guess yeah. we can see how big the gap is. Yeah. So. It was, it was, yeah. Cause it was sort of like, uh, 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 as a man, our understanding of ourselves and how we relate as men to sort of our own desires, right. Of what we want. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and sort of, and, and from that, but then it's sort of like, how is our relationship to how we feel women are like, or what, like our understanding maybe of what our interaction as men are to women, right? More, more like, not like trying to figure out what women are like, but how do I relate to what, to the women out there? Well, well yeah, to flesh it out. Remember, like we, we went through this, like, uh, our, that, 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 what was it? Uh, right. Elon Musk yes. air. Oh, that uh, guy, that post. post on Reddit about how he met some hot PhD student from New Zealand, and when he walks down the street, guys, their their eyeballs go, wah, wah, "You're a lucky <laughs> son of a bitch," you know? Uh, right? And she meets all of his emotional and sexual needs, or blah blah. Like, okay, so she's not a human being in this uh, description. She's she's a idealized, uh, right? I think of her as like idealized teat from which you draw nutrients. Um, <laughs> He's just taking from her what he needs. And it's still just yeah. his, how he relates to her. Or she, she's only an object of like what she can she's provide a, to him. She's not right? a person. She's, she's not a she's human. She's not a person, right? Yeah. yeah. She doesn't um, have her own sort of like motivations for being with him. It's just constantly about himself. Yeah. And I'm not saying this to be like a woke male feminist. Uh, no. I'm th- I'm saying because actually I think there's a lot of fucked up shit that women think and st- you know it's not it's you know not 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 all wi- I mean I think women can often have uh you know can have very selfish ideas too uh you know whatever why not um Absolutely. so I'm not I'm not saying this just because like hey let's not objectify women or whatever but I'm saying more like uh when this in the I assume we're already kind of in the podcast at this point, if that's all right. But like, <laughs> yeah, there's sure. a sort of like conscious mutuality here where it's like, look, I know I'm a, I want something. I know I'm, I now I have a model of how I think what you want. Okay. So what's that model and, and how has that changed over time? You know, because I think, I guess as a starting point, um, you get this, you, I, I just feel like online and you know what's funny is like my little like 14 year old nephew when i was hanging out with them last time asked me he goes hey uh, uncle you know who andrew tate is <laughs> oh, oh yeah, god i, that I just like, think that's so funny because like you know who andrew tate is and he's yeah. lucky he has an uncle like you because <laughs> i mean when yes. i was talking to my uncles about stuff that i was into or i liked when i was a kid i was like uh, hey, Uncle, what do you think about Pokemon? He's like, Pokemon, yep. what is that? Okay. But Pokemon's a very different thing than knowing about Andrew Tate. Like, that's a very different... <laughs> but, I mean, it just shows how different the sim- things yeah. are the kids are into now. Maybe, maybe. And how early they get exposed to that shit. I, I wasn't exposed to that kind of shit at 14. No, we're I, driving, I around, driving him around. And um, yeah. he, and the little little bastard in the back, he's like, Hey, Uncle, are you what they call a Sigma male? <laughs> the, oh, oh my god was he asking you i mean i never you, you was he being up. serious about yeah, that? was he being serious you know how kids are they're half serious yeah. all the time they're, he's always joking right. around but he he's actually yeah. curious, he actually wants like, to know right yeah. you know what yeah. a sigma male is and, and do you embody that ideal and i was like what is <laughs> a sigma? I, I didn't know what a sigma male was and i looked at oh, it okay. and now i see sigma 
Sigma Grindset memes. I saw a Sigma Grindset meme, Grindset meme, of you know all over the social media these days, and I'm like, damn. These well, four, you these searched it. Now they're gonna feed it to you, the algorithm. But yeah, um, I guess I don't know. So like, but he asked you that. Like, what what did he say about it? Like, what did he have to say about Andrew Tate? Uh, you know, I told him I was like, you should stop watching that guy. He got deplatformed like two weeks later. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And yeah. I told him you should stop watching that guy because poison. My, he's mind poison. Don't watch it. And then the older one who's sixteen was like, yeah, he seems kind of sexist. I was like, okay, good. Mm. You, got, you got that <laughs> good, good. on the right track. Yeah. Good, 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 good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, well, well, um, let me ask you this, team. Like, why do you think that your your younger nephews reached out to you and asked you that question? Like, did did they? Was there something about like? you had you because you're an older guy you have some wisdom that they want to like unearth or you know mm-hmm. dig into is this something that maybe like they can't trust their dad with in in, in terms of conversation like why, why do you no, think they, they, they asked that to me in front of their dad oh, so okay. it's, it's not that i think they just think i'm the idiot of the family <laughs> so they're like yeah he understand this he idiocy this. Ask, oh, idiot. yeah because <laughs> he can like, relate to the idiocy <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ask the degenerate uncle. He knows all this shit, you know. Oh my god! Did their dad uh, react to the conversation? No, they don't know who he is. They're, they're okay. not really. They, okay. You know, they're just like, uh, you know, they're they're doing their weirdo online online weirdo talk. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, I'm saving his soul. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> you don't even, you don't even it know. Seems a little hyperbolic, but it's true. I mean, Andrew Tate is mind gross. I mean, he's awful. Yeah. But I bring that up because I do think that uh, the it is a pernicious thing that's out there. Uh, because I think central to this Andrew Tate idea, you deplatformed the guy, but the idea is still there. And I think it was in mm-hmm. that Reddit post. Am I wrong about women? It was, yeah. Sort of being, Part of sort it. of being. Um, I feel like there is this real uh, sort of uh, sense of women as like obstacles to overcome, and then when you overcome it, you've achieved it in a way. And they're just they just become these markers. And and look, it's not I'm not even saying this because I'm trying to be, quote, woman friendly. I'm saying this because this model actually just isn't true. Yeah, it's poison. Just doesn't work. Yeah, it's wrong. It's it's erroneous. And I think it leads a lot of people into fucked up relationships where there's no seeing eye to eye. They think they see the eye to eye, but they're not. They don't. You know, if it's so clearly wrong to you, why do you think so many guys gravitate towards it, right? Because like we can't assume that all these guys who do are idiots or uninformed mm. or whatever, right? There's something appealing about the message that he and others well, in that, you I, know, I think part of neo manosphere or whatever this is, right, are uh are are um touting online. So what do you think it is that makes it interesting? So actually I think when we're talking about Sigma males, it sort of brings up uh the connection that can be sort of teased apart which I think is my read of what a Sigma male is without taking a look at some sort of definition is someone that's a fucking beta that thinks they are more capable and more masculine and more successful and more driven than they actually are. But they sort of know these lines of what certain masculine ideals are and they can perform them and be like, oh, well, women are only out to steal men's money. Men got to hustle. Men got to work hard. Men got to be tough. Um, but usually the kinds of people that really identify with that stuff explicitly as like an identity usually tend to be wild losers trying to compensate for something. So I agree. I think, I think the reality of it, yeah. I agree. I think that the fantasy of it is Han Solo, but the reality of it is the, I studied the blade guy. 
<laughs> yes, absolutely. Exactly. It, it, There's a huge gap between reality and what the ideals are and thinking right. that, there's this sort of idea that if you identify with the ideals that you are also living up to the ideals. And it's just like, no, you're a loser. You, 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 that stuff is toxic and you're not even doing it right. When I saw the Sigma Yo stuff, because that stuff was around online before I think Andrew Tate's rise. Oh, definitely. It's, well, it's part of pickup stuff, right? Like red pill pickup. Well, I, I understood, like, I, th- I thought it was a joke. I thought it was like people making fun of people who talk about alphas and betas. At right? first, like, I oh, think you know it what? was. There's, a, there's an additional tier, an S rank tier called the Sigma male. And, <laughs> I think and at he, first it was. I think it was sort of mocking the idea. And, and then, like, it, Andrew Tate started, be a Sigma started male, taking yeah. it seriously. Like, is that what happened? I don't know. I didn't, I don't, I didn't follow this, this arc of the, the, the red pill or whatever this is a, you know, revival yeah. of. But um, I was surprised that, that, because uh, that's why, that's one, one question I had when you brought this up about your, your nephews. I was like, were they talking about Sigma males, like, seriously, or were they kind of just joking around with you, right? Like, Hey, Uncle, do you see this weird dark internet shit online, or you know? But it sounds like it's a mainstream meme now. You've seen it kind of in places outside of um, you know Reddit and stuff. Yeah, I think it exists in that sort of weird region between uh, being taken seriously and being not taken seriously. Because I think a lot of people these days use irony to sort of like mask how serious they ideas. are. They yeah. hold ideas. Mm as if they truly believed in it, act according to that idea, as if they held it mm-hmm. like earnestly, but but also know that they need to maintain some sort of ironic distance from it right. in case it's wrong. Plausible <laughs> yeah. deniability. Yeah, absolutely. Plausible, plausible deniability. Plausible yeah. deniability, yeah. but the reality <laughs> is all of your actions... Yeah. Aligned you're, to it, yeah. You're yeah. mastering the blockchain and studying the blade and resenting <laughs> right. women, and you know you think you're going to go, you know... These are these are like the online, um, like the edge lords, right? The guys who like make Nazi jokes, but they're like, "No, I'm kidding." But then they actually get sucked into being a fascist online, like that kind of that kind yeah. of like direction. Kinda, of, yeah. 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 I think that's right. I think a lot of shit these days is like you, uh, you just flirt with these dumb ideas and you think they're funny, but then you won't stop laughing at them. Like you won't mm-hmm. stop going back to that meme, and then next thing you know, it's like quicksand. You're like in it. And you're in denial that you're in it, and you're you're Sigma now. You're, you're fucking <laughs> faux beta, you know. Sigma full, is basically alpha. a beta who has rationalized not having any friends. <laughs> I think is what a Sigma. Yeah. Hey, uncle, like that, are you like actually a beta alpha. cuck yeah. bitch, but you don't have any friends, and so you call yourself a Sigma? Is that Sigma. what you are, uncle? <laughs> and I looked, I, I, just my eyes, like, I just from the back seat, like in the rear view mirror, just flicking. You're like, what? Up, like, bro, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? What did you say to me, young man? Um, no, I, yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, maybe to pierce through this, I mean, I do think that for me personally growing up, like one of the things I would say is like my parents did not teach me about women. They didn't give me any advice at all. I had to figure that shit out myself. I don't know if a functional situation is one where your parents teach you this stuff or not, but I would say yeah. nobody taught me this shit. I, I had to figure it out on my own, including digging very deep fucking holes and then climbing out of them. Uh, and uh, I could have, I could have, it could have been, it would have been nice to save the work. I mean, it ends up being a good story to tell. It ends up being like a learning experience or whatever, but I would never <laughs> choose to go through that shit again. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, would you would you want to have had that conversation with like, your dad or you know your cool uncle or whatever? Not my actual dad, 
but an idealized, better version of him. Yeah, sure, but not not the one that exists. I don't want to talk about. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a better version, yeah. No, I okay. kid. But no, I mean, yeah, no, I wouldn't. I don't. I just don't think like. I do think ideally, you you know, there is some. If it's not your parents, that you live in a culture, yeah, where there is information and wisdom that is like handed down to you in some way. Like maybe it's not mm-hmm. your parents sitting down and having the talk, but some artful way of doing it. Like here's an example. Like this is my theory, by the way. I you you all may be a little bit too young to understand or to have experienced this, but for example, you know, like it used to be a trope, or it still is a trope about having quote the talk where the parents like finally sure. approach the yeah. topic of sex with the kids and the birds nobody and wants to. It's, it's yeah. yeah, it's super awkward. Yeah, I think the theory when I was growing up, right, everybody had every fucking kid their parents on the bookshelf had the same book it was a yellow book called everything you wanted to know about sex but were were afraid to ask yes i remember that yes that rings and the word sex was red and the book was yellow so it was very visible and they would always put it on the shelf and they never read it because they didn't give a shit about that book i think that that book was there to sort of like tempt the kid into, mm, into reading it, it and then it was right. actually an informational thing so it was like a little bit of an artful sneak okay. where it was like look your kids are going to be rummaging around your shit and they're probably going to be looking for your nudie magazines and then right. boom and they find hormones are raging so yeah now n- nobody ever picked this book up and read it but because there's no pictures in it but uh <laughs> boring <laughs> boring yeah just but words. there were books that did have pictures but like 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 that but we like that's like the only one example i can think of but otherwise and then like my fuck sex ed like the guy my gym teacher taught it and the only thing i remember was he was telling us when to rotate our tires <laughs> um, and how much tires tires all seasons is much more expensive than you realize like, practical knowledge but not sex not ed. that wasn't very sexual yeah. But, the the, fir- the yeah. first scenario you described with the book was that like are you describing like a theoretical thing that you imagined you maybe, maybe you saw it like a movie or a TV or is that something that you actually like heard as a pattern from your peers? It's you only know? a theory that I have. I've seen the the book. I've seen on people. The book's okay. real. The book, the book is, is definitely real. real. Okay. I'm just wondering if that was the intent, but no one ever said anything about it. It was supposed to be like an. I, I don't think thing. it's. I don't think it's totally out of the realm. I think it's probably likely that some people used it that way. Um, I think it's just more common that people just had a really awkward conversation <laughs> and barely learned anything. Um, and then that was sort of it. Like you, you got to wonder know? if suburban dads had playboys under their, um, bed and they knew, you know, they knew that the kid was under there or whatever. And they were probably like, fine. <laughs> I mean, good. Yeah. You yeah, know, like, good. Well, this, you know, like exactly. Talks I need to have. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, my, my my dad definitely. I don't think he had any nudie magazines, but he definitely was like, "Yeah, I hope my I hope my son brings a, a girl home." You know, I hope he's like, you yeah, know, waiting for picking it to happen, kids you know? up, right? Like, yeah, they're waiting for that to happen. And like my dad, especially because the only advice I ever got about like relationships or how to like attract a girl or like ask anyone on a date was basically, if you're a nice person, it'll happen, right? Like the worst advice ever, because that's not that's just not how it works. Um, but you might, yeah, my dad was definitely did not give me any advice at all about any of that stuff. 
He was just sort of like, treat him right and be nice. Okay, but he, but he talked Not to you about dating like at all, right? As opposed to like... I mean, this was like maybe one it. or two conversations, man. I'm okay. not, I, this was not like something where it was something that we talked about regularly. It was just more like, I never had any... Pro- my dad, I don't know. My my dad, just like personally, he, he never had any problems having dates or anything. He was a very social, handsome, personable guy. So like he just sort of was a natural. Um, so he was just like, yeah, just be yourself. I'm like, well, I'm not you. That that just doesn't work. That's the worst advice. But, you know. So if I really think about it, regardless of race, uh, gender, all those lines, even with the parents that I knew of that were like really open with their kids, I really can't think of anyone that I know that had like a, a, a deeply educational and earnest talk about sex. It seems like everything that was learned about sex by people I know, including myself was through like pop culture, the internet and Pino. And that's about it because I feel like, you know, there may have been sort of like little jokes about like, well, I'm excited for when you have your first date or whatever, but I actually don't remember having any like explicit conversations about like, this is what safe sex is. And uh, these are the kinds of ways that you should view sexuality. Uh, None of that, none of that was explicit. So I feel like a lot of that sort of just came from speculation uh, among people my age, just based on what they were being influenced by. I mean, unless you guys can think of anyone that you know of that's had that conversation and knows what a model of that looks like. I don't know. I don't just think about how in pop, like pop culture is a way that people learn about sex and relationships. I also think about how pop culture is a way, like is a, is a medium that tells us that no one has this talk, right? Like I think about, right. Um, have you all seen the movie Mean Girls? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so there's a scene in Mean Girls where like Amy Poehler is like a mom of one of the, like the Mean Girls. And she's supposed to be like the cool mom who like, you know, is open to their kids, like having sex in the house and stuff. And um, there's a scene where, the her daughter is like making out with some some guy from school in her bedroom and she's just like let me know if you need a condom right like (laughs) that kind (laughs) of that kind of attitude that like i you know i guess maybe is associated with like some cool hippie white parents or something like that yeah oh yeah yeah. for sure it does exist though but the implication is that even then it's an outlier like even yeah i would say it's not common it's like you know weird outlier parents small percentage would have that relationship casual relationship about their kids hooking up and stuff right whereas the implication is that no one else uh talks about it with their kids um and there's another scene in the movie where they they i don't remember exactly but there's they have a sex ed talk about um and uh it's just like a, a, a quick like vignette of them like getting a sex ed talk from like their gym teacher or whatever and the guy's just like whoever you know if you have sex you're gonna end up with an std or die and like that's the whole talk <laughs> right so yeah. I, I think i think that just really shows that like you know, pop culture makes fun of the fact that no one talks about this because no one talks about this, right, with their kids. Um, well, let me let me let me uh, kick this up one level because this is not a this has never been a pod for like fourteen year olds, right? We're talking about um, that that I think there that's a huge issue, right? Is like how really young kids, uh, like how do they get through a you know a world as pornified as this one? Mm-hmm. I don't know that that's too big a topic. And plus it's not of any interest. Cause like, you know, most of our, you know, most of the pod listeners are probably in their like late twenties or thirties or something. Yeah. I will say, um, that a more, uh, 
that but that problem never really goes away. It just re uh it just reforms. And I would say like after I remember one time uh I was I had a, like a really sort of like intense conversation with my sister. This is like post divorce. This is like after well after my divorce is over with and I was like totally uh sort of you know past that state past that point in my life and I was just like living alone for you know whatever. And we were talking about it and I was like, you know, I was like, I really clung on, I, I really like honed in on this idea where I was like, you know what, like, uh, my parents like never gave me any explicit advice or, or, inf- or any, anything about marriage. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I was thinking yeah. about some yeah. of the stuff that my friends say, <laughs> like my currently married friends with kids. I remember one of them told me he was like his father who's like a minister right or uh maybe not uh, he's a catholic not a priest but whatever the congregation guy um pastor 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 yeah pastor yeah um the shepherd is what they call the shepherd <laughs> and uh he he called his dad because he was like not depressed but like just like very fucking bored like he was just like you know he's very feeling very weighted down and he actually he does talk to his father you know like and he talked to his father about how he was like, I don't know. I'm, I'm just feeling, I'm just feeling very trapped and, you know, whatever. And he, you know, his dad told him he was like, yeah, it's married life, it's family life. Yeah, I mean, it's not exciting. It's fucking boring. It's terrible, but that's life. And I was like, is that good advice or is that <laughs> what? Do you know what I mean? I mean, maybe it's it's maybe true advice. Yeah, I mean, it's I don't reality. Know it's good advice, but it's like giving him a little yeah. drink of reality. No, I. Would you prefer he like lied to the son or like you know what I mean? Like no, about... I think he, no, I don't think he's lying. I just think that he's giving him bad information, like that something he bought into that mm. I don't think my friend mm. wants to buy into. And I'm saying okay. like my friend, you know, we 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 do talk a lot about what whatever, and that's not his approach to. That's not how he thinks. That's you know, that's that's he he, he can't he doesn't accept that is what I'm saying. Okay. You know, but I'm saying it's, so, it's reality for it's reality for the pastor, past pastor, for some father, people, yeah, right. Yeah, and so, yeah, like, is it wrong? Of, yeah, is it wrong for that for that man to just like tell you know tell his son no, like this is? No, it's not wrong. It's just insufficient. Meaning, okay. like, sure, uh, he, like, my among my friends, you know, I think like we are able to talk much more frankly about being tempted uh, by infidelity. We're you know. All that sure. shit. You don't mm-hmm. necessarily want to talk to your, or are able to talk to your sixty-five-year-old father about. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. He's sure. also a pastor. He's also a pastor. Yeah, he was also a pastor. <laughs> hey, uh, father, dad. Uh, yeah. Did you, ever, yeah. Did you ever think about fucking other women than mom? Okay, <laughs> well, then, but but if that's true, then what's the, then maybe the, he did the best he could. You know, as a he did. You know, he did do the best he could. I'm just saying yeah. that there's a gap. I think that. Okay. Yeah. I no, realize that I did not uh this is like an ongoing theme for me uh in terms of this pod is like uh i feel like i, I feel like i just had to i just had to figure too much shit out on my own there's there's just not a lot of like in our culture there's just not a lot of guidance am i wrong about this yeah no, like, I, think, I think practical I think most, guidance that's most not people, I don't think you're people look good 
Yeah, most people need to figure shit out on their own. The only difference is that you talk about it on a podcast all the time, Teen. <laughs> That's the difference, <laughs> right? Uh, I mean, I, no, I, I, that is a difference, but I do feel like there is a pervasive attitude in America, um, and I think you can see it in the media, like in pop culture, where there's almost like a resistance to learning anything from from our parents, right? Like, I'm just thinking of like 80s movies, some like 90s movies. It's like, you know, it, a big part of it is like the teens just don't want to hear about you know, the high school kids and the colleges don't want to hear anything that the parents have to say. Right. And like, it's, it's very rare, I feel. So, so you're saying it's not, it's not just the, the, the parents fault for giving insufficient information or not even having to talk at all. You're saying the kids are also not receptive at all because like their parent, they think their parents are lame or it's gross to have that talk. Or they're like, my dad's a pastor. He's not going to give me any. Well, they don't know anything. Yeah. No, I, I yeah. just think that like part of American culture is very youth obsessed and um, also just, you know, we see that also we don't um, uh, respect, you know, elders as much as other cultures might. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen that in various things that have happened in, in America. And um, I think that just goes to sort of a not wanting to hear about it. Like in the 60s, that was a big thing. Uh, I think it's every era, but I think it's like it's almost like an identity in America. It's like part of the of American culture. Um, so it's a two way really street. Not hear about it. Yeah, it's a two way street. Two-way street. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, it's different for every family, but uh, and and I wasn't necessarily I don't know for me, but I just think that that's it's teens' experience isn't necessarily uh, uncommon, and I think it's also just part of the culture, like American American culture. culture. It's yeah. just very yeah, you, against learning anything from adults. At I think this is interesting because Adam and Kyle, you guys grew up in white families. Yeah, you yeah. Understand, yep. You understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I do think like okay, like if you contrast it with the with I with my idea and based on like based on like you know uh, direct observations of my cousins and and friends that grew up in in Taiwan uh, and other parts of Asia like that have like and and I, even friends outside of like non Asian friends that grew up in other countries um, outside the U S that where you have like traditional family. Mm-hmm. The process of like forming a couple is a lot more like socialized. Like she's got to get along with a lot of fucking people. She's got to pass mm. a lot of tests. Yep. And those tests that coming together two families sort of thing really applies. In certain more parts in of situation. America, that's very much more common. Yeah. Certain, par- certain regions of America. And their idea of marriage is a very trad marriage. Like, uh, like I'm not advocating trad marriage, okay, or whatever. I'm not saying that that's where we need to go. I'm just saying that. They have the benefit of these like clear, pretty clear expectations that are time tested and compatible with the overall culture. So there's a certain harmony to it. But that's not the world we live in. Uh, and I do, you know, I, I don't really, I'm not down for people who say like we should all turn into Mormons and, you know, <laughs> you know like I, you know, we are what we are, you know. Um, but I'm just saying like, you know, we, I, I found myself to be like, damn, you know, I got myself really deep into relationships to the point I was married and on the verge of having children, which would have been a disaster because there were red flags. I think looking back that my, it wasn't even that there was something wrong with her though. Eh, you know, uh, it was that the nature of how even I was thinking of relationships and marriage mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. was just off. Like it didn't, mm. it wasn't realistic. It was based off of pop cultural imagery of what a happy and successful marriage looks like from the outside 
right? But no real understanding of what it was going on on the inside, the 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 you know the real shit. And so we're just making shit up as we go along, and it suddenly dawned on me. I'm like, most people in America are just making shit up as they go along. Am I wrong? Absolutely. Fucking terrifying. Well, they're, they're not. They're not. I mean, they're making stuff up, but they're they're kind of guided by the pop culture imagery that you're describing which is even right? more terrifying yeah it is it is more terrifying um though though actually i don't know if you do you think that the average like you know how there's like 50 percent of marriages end up in divorce right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah are those yeah. are those yeah, are, are you saying that there should be better outcomes than that that they should be like i don't know 75 percent are fine and 20 percent 25 percent end up in divorce if we actually didn't follow pop culture advice and had better community you know uh helping us build a sense of relationships before we get into a serious one yeah i i don't know what the exact percentages should be because that would just be stabbing in the dark but i definitely think it should be a better outcome and i think there are probably people should be um getting married probably later i would say which is happening which is happening um but yeah no i i think that if we and this isn't to say that like you know we need to get like flow charts and like honest heart to heart talks or whatever with all of our parents. Um, but I, I do feel like at least some honest conversation to say for me, this is my, what my marriage is like, or this is what my experience was like. And maybe I wish I had done X, Y, and Z differently. Um, you know, just maybe some honest talk instead of just sort of saying, Figure it out. It'll happen. Um, I just think maybe a little bit more. It doesn't need to be like, we don't need to be a culture where like we suddenly just sort of, you know, pour our hearts out all the time. But at least something. At least something. Because I don't think most people get anything. Uh, Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's like some people get more than, you know, something. But I don't think most people get a lot. I don't know about you, Kyle. (laughs) So question for you guys on this. Um, you know, I think every marriage, regardless of how good or healthy it is, you know, comes with some times of disagreement, conflict, misunderstanding, things like that. Um, and I feel like any sort of success that I've had in my marriage has had to do with like, in these moments where you have these disagreements, or you have these things that need to be like teased apart so you can come to some sort of mutual understanding. Like I've had to get really earnest Um, Mm -hmm. it's one of those things where like, you know, in any other situation, I may want to be the one that comes out on top, the one that saves face. But I feel like in these sorts of moments in marriage where you have a conflict to resolve, I've always had to defer to being earnest in a culture that pressures people to be ironically detached or to seek victory. So I think there's like very Mm -hmm. few models Mm -hmm. I can think of in American social culture or English language social culture where people are coming to some sort of mutual understanding and it not being like some corny sort of fantasy and tone sort of portrayal of things. Yeah. I, I think though that see, it's easy for you to say that because you're with someone for whom that's po- with whom that's possible. True. <laughs> the problem is that for most yes. people, that's not possible. Yes. Yeah. So you yeah, gotta actually, that's one huge thing. Absolutely. Mm. You know what? I got I got to take a step back and acknowledge that like the only reason why I can do this is because I am prepared to do it 
and the other person on the other end is also prepared to do it. And that in itself is sort of an effort and like an, uh, an exercise in luck to be able to get to that point in the first place. So I do not I think, agree with that. I think it's luck in the sense that maybe you, for you know, you didn't for like there wasn't necessarily um, some sort of like force or 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 pressure that was pushing you in the right direction. You just sort of maybe got lucky in the sense that you had the right mindset or you met the right person or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think, see, working against this are the Andrew Tate is the Andrew Tate ideology because I think, oh yeah, um, it's always lurking in the background in America. And I think the reason people hate Andrew Tate is because he's actually a little bit too honest. Uh, yeah, he exposes that, the ugliness of what we actually think collectively. Yeah, yeah. A lot, you know, a lot of people, his defenders yeah. are actually a little bit more sophisticated than people think. I think people are like, okay, you're saying he's awful, but what is he saying that you don't actually in actually in y- yourself believe in practice? I mean, it's it's all through your popular culture. You know, it's all through like if you just decode, like he's just a little bit gross about it, sure, but the basic. Yep message there are a lot gross yeah is the same and i'm trying to tease out like what is what what i'm what i i've found so much wrong with this but at a very very fundamental level and i think to have a good outcome later in life where uh you i'm not saying you got to get married or whatever but to have a stable relationship that isn't just bringing you grief and sucking energy out of you or whatever it's like you're actually very happy in this it is number one it's it's real it happens it's possible Mm mm-hmm uh, and it doesn't, you know, what I, here's what I don't believe in, you know, people who say like, it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of work. I don't think it should take that much. If it, think if it t- takes too much work, you got the wrong model car. No, I agree. I agree. Cause <laughs> I feel like that hard when okay, I refer to the times of conflict and things like that, like those are the only times it's tough, but that comes up infrequently. Like if, if you have to have those sorts of compromises, those, those sorts of discussions all the time, every yeah. day, at least yeah, once well, a day, then, then you're probably yeah. with the wrong person. Right. 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 You, you kind of like preempted my question, Kyle, which is like, should oh. it take no work? <laughs> like on the opposite end of the spectrum, if you're in a relationship with somebody who you can just kind of steamroll and bodos, you're happy. Maybe they're not happy. Is that a good outcome too? Like there's got to be a little bit of struggle, right? It's kind of what you're getting at, but not not all yeah. the fucking time, right? I, I feel like, I, I think there's a contradiction between like the amount of conflict that people want to avoid and the amount of inevitable conflict they're going to face regardless of how good a relationship is. Um, and I feel like some people's expectations, because they've sort of set this in their mind, is like, this is how things should be. They expect a certain amount of like no conflict or no opposition where they feel like if they're getting that something's wrong. But I think like you need to have a healthy understanding through experience and through a lot of different types of relationships to have a good baseline for, okay, this is sort of like a healthy amount of disagreement or difference versus this is conflict that's way more than necessary. And, you know, I I feel like a lot of that uh, for the people that I feel like don't understand this stuff comes from inexperience. Like you don't have a good baseline and you don't have good expectations because you want something, but you don't really have an understanding of what it's like out there in the real world. I think the troubles begin from day one. I think like, yeah, I agree with that. I think that um, for relationships that are like deeply dysfunctional, it was like, it was faded 
from the moment those two people met. It wasn't that they didn't put enough work in. Mm. It wasn't that something went wrong along the way. It wasn't like if only we had, you know, mm. didn't have mm. that fight that one day. Mm-hmm. If only you hadn't <laughs> fucked that other girl. If only if <laughs> no. In my this is I I can't prove this, but my gut tells me that people who are in deeply dysfunctional relationships where they have to constantly work, work, work to, you know, whatever and they're constantly that shit started the moment you met it was Absolutely. in the cards I, I deeply believe that to the bottom depths of my heart and soul i mean i feel like really when it comes to putting in that much effort to try and fix things it's because like you did things like end up sharing your bank accounts or like you're both signed on a lease or you're stuck <laughs> and there's stakes so you gotta like try and make the best of it and try and fix it if you can but deep down you know that shit was not good from the beginning that's the scary part you see, and because if you can go down, I think I went as far down. I, I um, you went, went pretty as far. I went pretty far, not yeah. to the limit where I couldn't no. come back. No, which mm. yes, which, which is what having having children is that kids. The limit? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, how's that the limit? How's so. that limit? How's that the limit? You because you do, can't you know, reverse a kid. No, you can't reverse a kid, but you can have separate custody. You know, you can figure out that's like the schedule. And, but that's you know, see, that's a permanent entanglement, man. That person that you should have never met and gotten with, she's now in your life forever. And uh, unless, unless you truly want to be a dirtbag and just, <laughs> well, you're bitch. still paying. Yeah. You're still paying. Hey, there, there are single. No, dads I mean, true dirtbag, like move kids. country. <laughs> a fugitive. No, I get, I get what you mean. Dirtbag. That's yeah, a fugitive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A fugitive of the law. <laughs> yeah. No, I get what you mean, though. I get, I'm just. I get what you mean. Um, um, but yeah, I don't think. I don't think. Here's here here's a here's a hot take. Okay. Um, I don't think all relationships are salvageable or repairable, um, which sort of is, I think, in line with what you and Kyle are saying, team. Is that so? I guess some relationships are not meant to be, and some relationships get to a point where you just can't repair them. Um, whether yeah, it's because they were never going to work or what, whatever. But I do think that. Even though it's like an internet meme now for like uh, you know, am I the asshole post right on Reddit and every every like or or our relationships like every response is like divorce him or divorce her. <laughs> Obviously, it's not every situation, but I do feel like there are some situa- some relationships that can't be repaired, uh, and you just have to be prepared to walk away um, if you can, if you can, to the extent that you can. I agree with that hot. T- I don't think that's I don't think that's smoking hot. I think that's a I think that's a very lukewarm rational take. lukewarm take. <laughs> I think I think it feels hot because I think people, you know what? I think I think people do Let me think about this. I think people do the opposite of what they should do, which is that they tend to distrust their inner skeptic. Their mm-hmm. inner like something's wrong, dude. Hit eject. And they're like, no, I'm going to work on it. I'm going to work. I'm going to make it work. And number one, that's what they do. Number two, you know what else they do that's even more fucked up, I think? They question their happiness. Mm -hmm. When things are going good, they're like, whoa, maybe I need to hit eject because this is getting too serious. I'm too happy. Yeah. Yeah. That's almost worse. I would say that's worse. Time out, time out, time out. Because I have heard of this sort of phenomenon, but I've never felt it. And I guess anyone that I'm close to uh, has never expressed that. Otherwise, I would have been like, if, you, if you're happy, that's a good thing. You don't need to question that. What, what's, what's wrong with you? Like, have you guys felt that I, before? 
or is I, that I just have, sort of I, like okay? I'll say as an adoptee, I think a lot of adoptees feel that, Kyle. I think it's like one of two mm. extremes, right? Some okay. people who never, who never. Uh, oh, you said who, this before. You yeah. said this before. It, it's yeah. too extreme. Right? Wait, wait, wait. What did you say, Adam? You said they they hit. You say that you've seen that adoptees either uh, stay in re- bad relationships for too long mm-hmm. or hit eject on good relationships mm-hmm. way or, too or early. potentially good yeah. relationships. So both extremes. That's what I'm saying. That's exactly what yeah. I'm saying. I would say both extremes. Uh, I've definitely been more the stay in relationships too long, right? Mm-hmm. Side. Uh, and I'm glad to hear, Kyle, that you've never sort of felt that sort of that, the other side of that where you just hit eject too soon because you're too happy, right? But there are plenty of adoptees, and I think not just adoptees, but plenty of people who do that. Um, and it's almost worse in a where, sense. Where, where do you think that comes from? Just because I, it's something that I cannot relate to. I'm 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 great at like staying with things too long that suck and being like, no, I'm I'm okay. But um, I mean, I, if I'm happy, I'm like, yo, I'm I'm real happy. I acknowledge I think, that deeply. Yeah, no, I think from um for for me, I know that it would come or the what makes sense to me is that. Uh, there's a deep sense of not being worthy of it. Mm, worthiness. Okay. And are not deserving. Mm. Um, so it's it's not just that you don't believe that you're happy. It's that it scares mm. you or that you I feel see. like you don't deserve it. Yeah, I was it's wondering like, why it was it's scary. It's part of like the but, okay. imposter syndrome thing. But, yeah. it, but it's just sort of like, I don't deserve this. And um, it's a deep-seated, you know, because of, you know, feelings of unworthiness. That's, that's something that adoptees share a lot. Um, I think. But yeah. That's what I, I would, would say. For me, that's interesting. For me, I would say because I've I've been there. I think it's more like a deep suspicion of happiness, of like uh, just the concept of happiness. Am I <laughs> am I just like lying to myself and settling? Down? Is this what like surrender feels like? Like hmm. this isn't the Sigma grind set. I'm not. <laughs> you know, like I'm a Sigma male, man. Like when did James Bond ever settle down with one of you know? Like you don't. You just keep going. And so, she's trying to lock me down. So this I was happiness ask that, thing right? is, a, Cause, is a trick. Because is the hap- is the happiness thing also the the category of breakups where guys decide, guys or girls decide, um, I could do better. Like yes. does it fit in that category? Um, some yeah. people, that, some people definitely. For me, it um, felt like some like, people definitely. For okay. me, yeah, I think it was like the the happiness is like this sort of like. Like it's a, it's a sort of like sedative, and I was like, I need more like relationship cocaine. I don't, mm. I don't, I, I don't <laughs> want to. You want to reset back to the earlier phase of the relationship <laughs> where it was more exciting, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't do that in the current one, so you oh, got to get a new. Not one. just more exciting necessarily, but it could also just be like I want a you know hotter, wealthier, you know. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. more like more like higher achieving whatever spouse, right? Or yeah, you can like if I can achieve this level of happiness with this woman, mm. what what about a hotter, younger, wealthier, sexier, nastier version of this? <laughs> <laughs> I can achieve that. <laughs> you get greedy. It's stu- you know because it, you're in a greedy, well, shitty mindset. Well, you're here, kind of here, a shitty here, human being. That this reminds me of a. So I was I was watching this YouTube video of um. There was this. She's very much a white Karen, but like she's a relationship person. I guess she's fairly popular. Okay. But she had this like allegory and stories that she told that relates to this idea of like I can do better, right? And she splits it into like women have one mindset and men have have the other mindset. Obviously, it's not you know 100 percent one way or the other. 
But to make a long story short, she was saying that basically if there was a store on every level of the store, you start from the bottom and all the men on that floor for women, right, or for, for people who are attracted to the men, they they uh, they hit, you know, 70 percent of your criteria. But if you cho- you can choose to stay on that floor or you can go to the next floor, but you can't go down. Right. So if you, once you go up a floor, you're stuck on that floor. Who's going up? The men or the women? The, the, women, men or the, the women are. The women are going first, up, up the yeah, level. So, so, so the women are like, oh, this seems pretty good, you know, but I want to go up to that next floor, you know, and the next floor is 80 percent. And they're like, oh, you know, and she was saying that, like, you know, like 100 percent of women go to the next floor. Right. And they're like, OK, uh, this is great, too. But you know what? The next floor is going to be 90 percent. So I'm going to go up to that floor. And it's like in each floor, there are fewer and fewer men. But, you know, they can do better. And eventually she's saying that almost like there are a lot of women or a larger percentage of women will go up to the top floor. And it's all the men on that floor. They hit 100 percent, but they're no men. It's just me. No men. They can all have me. Yeah. It's just team, but like it's all it, it's zero people. You're know, saying zero they, they, they ask for too much and then realize, right? And then the flip side of that is that men they'll just all stay basically on the se- on either the first first floor or the second floor, and so that it just reminded me of that analogy. I don't think it's that true or mm. um, that universal, but that was sort of it made me think of that sort of allegory that she. Well, there, there's there's some there's interesting thing about that first floor jump. It makes me think of the the kind of like um stats or whatever from like you know that book data uh datanomics datanomics i haven't heard of that book yeah and, and just the general idea that like women want you know university educated women want university educated men like that's the a baseline and there's fewer of those men than there are women and so women end up going up that first floor because they have that first demand so to speak mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right and that immediately leads to a bunch of disappointments misalignments right like a whatever right like a mismatched market if you want to call it that using those terms but th- that idea kind of fits into this allegory i think right that they like yeah i think you know, she also talks about that too right about the yeah it's, it's myth- but that's yeah. a real i'm saying that's a real factor like that's the thing yeah. that like you see play out in in the numbers and so on right and you know people talk about new york city being a place where there's like you know even just the number of men and women are, are different and so you have these different kind of dynamics on what options you have depending on your gender so i don't think it's all untrue no, I think it's probably true to an extent. I just, I just think it's a. I'm, I wouldn't necessarily be interested in someone who operated by that uh, notion, you know. Right. Um, <laughs> but I think like one of the other problems I think with the way guys think is that they're trying to. We try to maximize the pool of women mm-hmm. that we can meet, be with. But that's that's like working against yourself because isn't yep. the goal really to find one? Yes. So it's like you're, yes. you, you know, you're just expanding and exp- you know, it's just like a fu- you know, and then it, it's overwhelming. Not not if you're not if you're West Elm Caleb, right? <laughs> West Elm Caleb, I think, is a very like you know, he's in a good spot, you know, because I don't think he gives a shit about any of this stuff. He's just like, they just keep coming. I don't know. You know, don't, he's don't, like, don't. if you're going to keep coming over, I, I'm not going to lock the door. You welcome in, you know, sure. like <laughs> he's, he's on the ninth floor. He's on the, he's, he's, he's the 90% guy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this gets, this gets into all that shit about like the biological clock and how women have more of a, a time limit on, on them doing the thing you just mentioned, Teen, about finding the one. 
um, or at least someone to whatever, like if you want to have kids, have kids with versus men who don't have that clock, um, so to speak. And so, you know, they're not necessarily looking for the one. Women do that too. I think women also try to maximize that pool. And I think the problem Definitely. is that people are not in a mindset of shrinking the pool down. Yeah. Crossing people well, out. And, and, and I've getting been down that, to the finalists. And this is sort of something that I yeah, I agree with you, Teen. Uh, like that that like if I had to give one like one piece of advice to 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 like my younger self, I'd be like, definitely just yeah, shrink the pool more. Like be more like figure out what you don't want first. And then, like, eliminate the people who have all those traits. <laughs> like, just and don't get hung up on being rejected. Wait, wait, like, but that's how, okay. Wait, but how far back would you give that advice to? Would that? Would you give that to eighteen-year-old you? Twenty-one-year-old? No, no, I would you? say to like maybe 25, 30. 25 to thirty. Okay. Twenty-five, thirty. Yeah, I would go back and be like, not eighteen. I'd be like, this is Sigma grind set. You do this till you're thirty-seven. <laughs> no, eighteen-year-old me. The advice I'd give would be buy just, Bitcoin. Just to, yeah, well, buy yeah. yes, buy Bitcoin. Thirty-seven. Flip right. mentality, become a good person. <laughs> no, but I would say at 18, I would say just like, you know, um, put yourself out there more, right? <laughs> just, be, you know, talk to more people. That's what I would say. Um, but no, it, it, well, here, here's something that I've been thinking about as we have this conversation. And uh, I've been trying to like figure out how to say this without seeming, <laughs> without seeming really uh, shitty. But um, I think one of the biggest uh, one of the the best things I came to realize or to really sort of truly, uh, you know, uh, I guess realize is that um, not everything is about you and, you know, uh, what a woman does or doesn't do or what they say, their actions and how it relates to you. It isn't always because of what you did or didn't do or whatever, right? And you can't always take everything personally. And you know, they're going through shit just like you go through shit. So just don't always think that it's like because they're shitty and like they have bad criteria or like whatever. Um, maybe it has nothing to do with any of that. They just had a bad day. I don't know. But uh, does that make sense? Like that, that I don't know. That helps a way a to as a way to think about what? Like being rejected or being uh, no, just sort of treated like, shitty? Just treat, no, just sort of like relating to a woman that I might be dating or not dating just women in my life. You mean if she says like something to piss you life. off or does something to piss you off? Like it's, it may not yeah. be you. Okay. Yeah. Or like she just is in a shitty mood or like treats you badly. Yeah, yeah. That's You know, it, it isn't necessarily like, unless it happens all the time, right? Like I'll say it's mm. like if you're, if you're having this all the time, but like it's just, it's, it's just, it's normal human behavior, right? It just happens. My, my response to that, and I mean, I agree with you, but my response to that is like, is that a thing that most guys are like susceptible to? Or are most guys like kind of, you know, unaware of the fact that they're fucking up? And, no, I'm and, not saying that I fucked up. You, you might not have fucked up. It has nothing to do necessarily with what you did or didn't do. It just happens, you know? Just sometimes like you get pissed off and you yell at somebody, right? Just like yeah, don't internalize them. everything. Hmm. Yeah, I, I just don't or, know or just just give do. them space. Just give them space to vent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just like you need space to vent. I guess you know. Is that what you're saying? That kind of thing. Yeah, just uh, it, they, they're just people. <laughs> you know, they're not outside of that. Well, I, I'll say this. I think that there is. Uh, it would be useful to divide the world into like women, just like you divide the world the the world of males, men and boys. I think there's women and girls. Hmm. Um, hmm. And uh, 
the the difference well i don't want to get too much into the difference but i think with where i'm at now in life i'm 44 this month uh and i like mostly socialize with women women adults right um what i've noticed about how women uh choose a partner uh is pretty different than what I had thought. Mm -hmm. And I think that guys might, from the outside, just looking at how women choose, might think that women are being maybe trivial or, or, or trifling or whatever, or, you know, Oh, they have all these, they like, they like tall guys. They're anti short, (laughs) you know, like all this stuff, right? Oh, they only care about money. They want a guy that makes over, 250k a year i don't you know okay but here's the thing i think that that's true women do have preferences as to how tall you are how much money you make that kind of thing how much educational achievement you have they do they certainly apply that and i don't think there's anything that's really wrong with that i'm just saying that it is easy for young for guys to be like okay that means that andrew tate's right Mm-hmm. They're hypergamous. And I would say that that's only the problem with that is it's only partially true. It's not false. It's not like women prefer, don't care about these things. They mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. But I think that what I've come to understand is that at least with women who have, in my perspective, like a very healthy approach to this, is that they start with fundamental uh they start with some fundamental requirements that cannot be crossed and that's usually Mm -hmm. not a salary number or a height figure that's something like they got to be kind or they've got to be yep you know they got to be like right they got a job (laughs) huh no no, i'm joking they have a job not a job i think that it it has more to do with some something closer to moral fiber Yeah. yeah yeah Yeah, yeah. Okay, I I really think that I've seen I've like the way they talk. I'm like, see the way they talk about men. There, there, there is they divide men into people I can take seriously and people I can't take seriously. And it's it that has I don't think in that is embedded in stuff like height, money, social status. I think that is a character. Uh, it, it is a character evaluation, and so and it's inviolable, meaning like you have to pass that. Because if you don't pass it, you're not eligible. And on top of that, it's a pretty high bar. Meaning, like, most guys don't meet this bar. Mm. Right? Then I think... what I, I'm not saying this is all women. I'm saying women who I think do it... Right. Well, you know, do it. I mm-hmm. think after, they, after that foundational requirement is established, then they'll apply other stuff. Like, okay... If you meet the foundational stuff, then it's like, okay, how much money you make? How tall are you? You know, then you'll ma- they'll maximize for the right. best thing that they can get. But the thing is, like, ultimately, there is like something in there. Um, it's hard for me to say what it is, but it has something to do with like character. That are you, are you making reference to that Psychology Today thing that went viral like a few weeks ago? I have no about idea about how like women's I have no idea what like, standards have gone too high, and because of that, like a bunch of men can be left behind. No, okay. No, I, no think, idea I think it's about. almost opposite okay. of that. Okay. okay. So if I think about what you're saying, Teen, and I think about that sort of inviolable standard or bar for women that have like a healthy standard or people that are doing it in a healthy way, 
I feel like if I were to really abstract like the bare minimums of women that I know and really like what those minimums are, I feel like, is this guy going to kill me? Uh, is this guy, uh, is, is he going to like gamble all of our money away or otherwise threaten our future in some major way? And uh, is he going to like embarrass me or bring me so much shame that I don't want to be associated with him? I feel like those are three of the biggest ones that I can think of that are sort of just like having that certain level of like character or moral principle that like informs what that sort of minimum standard is. Um, yeah, is he going to fuck my, is he going to try to fuck my sister and my friends? Is he going to fuck all, you know, yeah, is he, gonna, is he is, just going to go leave a trail shit. of fucking but at the people same time, that know he's cheating on too. me? You know? Right, so, right. I mean, or, you're, or you're saying that the bodies. bar is like high, but at the same time, it's not high too. That seems pretty low to me, like not axe murderer. Mm, uh, no, you know, I, I think it's more than that. I, I think it's not this person isn't going to kill me. I think it's like, is this person like a fundamentally good person? And that is, I don't know if it's so easy to dimensionalize what that means. No, I think it's I more of an instinct. Yeah. yeah. But what I guess what I'm trying to convey is that it's a high, that's actually the highest bar out of all of them. Uh, is, is this person in terms of like their character, do they pass the test? Because any, in my view, I could be totally wrong, but basically anyone who passes that test has a chance from her perspective, meaning like I would, I would consider it. But once I've narrowed that pool down to only people that meet the character test, Mm. why would I go for the guy that makes less money? I'm going to go for the guy that makes more money. He's not, he's both a good guy and he makes a lot. I get what you're saying. He's a good guy and he's tall and he's handsome. Why would I go for the short, not good looking? But if that tall guy don't want you or whatever, the thing is like, okay, well then I'll go to the guy the next guy or whatever. And I think that women do that. And the, and the, the fact that they're doing that pisses a mm. lot of guys off. But what I'm saying is what they're not seeing, at least for women who are doing this, I could be fucking crazy. I don't know. I, I thought of this when I was high, um, <laughs> is the, <laughs> and completely based off personal experience or whatever, but like, it's just total anecdotal shit, but it just made sense to me at the time, which is that, they're optimizing within a pool of people who already have passed the fundamental test. And um, I think a lot of guys uh, or a lot. Yeah. I think that the appearance could be mistaken for like, Oh yeah, they they're just optimizing for height, money and status. I don't think you're. Does crazy. that make sense? No, I don't I, think you're crazy. I don't know if I've made a, a point that even that even stands out to you as a point, but do you, do, just... <laughs> well, I don't think it's crazy. I think it's it's hard. Philip to looks see. very confused. <laughs> it's hard to it's hard to 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 hear or to see if you're just a guy from the outside trying to like observe the dating patterns of people and the marriage patterns of people. It's hard to discern the signal for the noise because there's a there's a lot of noise. Um. But I do think you have a fundamental point because I do think that but I do think that people maybe act differently when they have a different mindset. Like if they're looking for someone to marry or to be with long term, mm-hmm. they might be more clo- closer to what you're saying, Teen. But I think if a lot of people who are young and just sort of wanting to have fun, they don't necessarily care beyond sort of like, okay, I don't want them to be an axe murderer and to steal all my money and you know that kind of thing. And 
so I, I do think people have different mindsets uh, at different times. Um, but there is a segment of people who think like you're describing. I think. Well, it's why don't we why don't we just narrow it down to like the 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 group that Teen's talking about, right? Like my my question to you, Teen, is why do you think it is that guys fixate on like the flashy shit? You know, minimum six feet tall, makes hundred and fifty k, has an MBA from Harvard, whatever it is, right? Versus like the good character stuff, the invisible stuff. Is it just because it's more visible? Like you can't see that other guys are, you know, have passed uh, this test. This invisible I think test. the I think the reason is because guys are looking to get laid, um, and they're not okay. really. And I'm not saying that they shouldn't. I'm just saying that uh, looking look, look going out trying to get laid is very different. It's a fundamentally different thing than going out and trying to find like a, a partner. A partner, yeah. Yep. Those yeah. are two separate things mindset. and they should not be entangled. And I think it's better if guys are clear with themselves about what mode they're in. And it's perfectly Agreed. fine yeah. to be like, I'm in freaky mode. I'm out. Well, yeah. You know, my freak mm-hmm. switch is on. Freak flag my, is flying. Yeah. And my, and my looking for long-term shit or whatever is it. And then... uh you know, and then, you know, I think there's like, I think that where you get fucked up is like when you get, when you're freaky and then you meet someone and then it's free, it's really good. And then that sort of morphs into, should we be partners or what, you know, like, I don't think that's good because like, if, if you're in, if you know that you're in freaky mode, you won't, you should not allow that to happen. You should be like, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm really not looking for relationships. I don't, you know, whereas I think that if you realize, actually, no, I do want to find you know, I've, I've, I've done the freaky thing for a while. It's I'm done with it. Then you turn the switch back off and you're like, okay, I'm past that point in my life. I'm getting old. Uh, I'm looking for like a real partner. And then you flip that and it's a different, it's a fucking different game. And, uh, I think you'll quickly notice when women are also in that game versus the freaky game, two separate realms. And I think people cross streams. Well, that's what I'm saying. There's a lot confused. of noise, man. There's a lot of noise. Because they think, like in the in the in the the pool in this freaky in the in the freaky pool that you're supposed to find a, somehow hmm. you're supposed to find the long term partner coming out of that, and I don't think that's because you're not looking for that. Yeah, if you go in with this those those expectations, then uh, they're not going to be met, and then you'll uh, have all kinds of negative things to say. Yeah, I think those need to be compartmentalized. Yeah, if you go around being like, yo, I don't I'm just going to crush and I'm just going to like I'm just going to bang out every chick that I can find and I'm just going to throw down game. Mm. I'm going to fucking sigma, I'm going to grind. And then out of all these conquests, I'll take the most dimensionally highly rated one in multiple aspects and I'm going to give them a rating, a QB rating. <laughs> and the one with the highest player efficiency—that's that's right. the one I'm going to wife. That's the war, the highest shit. war. Yeah, you are guaranteed to be divorced or miserable, <laughs> or yep. you know, or a refugee. Well, or like so a, I, I use war fugitive. as like the baseball thing, which is me. One wins above replacement, but it could be women above re- woman above replacement. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, but no, I, but it's well, isn't that question. the shit that like Bachelor teaches you? Like, go out. Uh, Oh uh, yeah! Screw the whole pool. Which one was the best? Ring, put the ring on that one. Well, I wouldn't even. What? I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even say that uh, the whole like, uh, 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 what is it? A pickup artist thing is even about like eventually getting there. Like maybe a segment 
of the pickup game is about eventually getting to the marriage part, but the original was not about that, right? Like the original mindset. I don't think Andrew Tate, I think Andrew Tate is definitely from the little I know, like the evolution of the, of like the original, like pickup mindset where he's like, I'm not trying to find a wife. He's just trying to continue that for as long as he can. Right. Of, of having as much, you know, sleeping with as many as uh, sleeping with as many women as he possibly can. Um, and he is, I guess, a high value male in the sense that like he's rich and uh, I guess is fit or whatever. Um, but yeah, but that's an interesting question you, you, you posed uh, uh, Philip about like, why do you think men sort of focus on the measurables? Um, and I think it's because to a certain extent that those are the easy things, right? Like other than the fact that you can't necessarily grow any taller, though there is surgery for that now, right? You can, <laughs> you can make yourself taller. And some guys try, yeah. And you can always get plastic surgery. Like you can always, you can always, it's, it's easy enough to earn more money, right? Or at least there's a possibility that you could earn more money, right? Um, you could dress better, right? You have better fashion. You can, you can try to have a, a better sort of, personality or sense of humor but like you can't it's not quite so easy for you to measure it just as a individual person like looking at yourself have i become a better person right like do i have a stronger character like am i kind today am i kinder than i was before like that's that's the hard part so like you're gonna i think for got a lot of guys they're just gonna concentrate on the measurables the things that are easy enough to change. That's why like people will obsess about their diet and exercise. Yes, those make a difference, but your genetics are probably the biggest determining factor on how like, you know, whether you're going to be fat or skinny, muscular or not. It helps um, to grow up rich too. Yeah. In that game. <laughs> true. True. So I, I feel like there's a factor of that or it's just sort of like, these are the things we can change uh, or the easy things that we can change. I also Relatively feel like speaking. with those things that uh, it's easier to trick yourself that you are like a morally good, upstanding, admirable person than it is to have like uh, $500 in your checking account and, and try to convince yourself that you're a millionaire sort of thing or convince yourself that you have an advanced degree with some sort of prestigious career and you don't. Yeah, that's true. Um, so yeah, it's I easier because it, it, there's no hard yeah. measure of like exactly, goodness. right? Exactly. So I think it's just much easier to justify being the way that you currently are and thinking to yourself, "Well, I don't need to make any sort of improvements." It's these women or these people out there that I'm trying to attract who have the problem. Um, I think any of the things that uh, are more hard measures, things that are easier to measure. Um, and things that are harder to fake are going to be the factors that people feel more indignant at if it's considered one of the standards that like the people they want to attract have. Yeah. I think it's just hard to convince people um, that they're, they're just not being very serious. I'm like, you're not like, I'm just, and I'm not even saying that there's anything wrong with not being serious. I'm just saying like, at least acknowledge that you're just not, you're not in serious mode. You're in play mode. Yeah, um, and I think I, I I do think that the pro the place that the culture our culture American culture has gone really wrong is turning what is um the you know the a game the game right uh hook hookup culture uh all that and making it 
like the 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 site where you are supposed to meet like a long-term serious committed partner and i'm like no that's the wrong i don't Mm -hmm. like from my perspective now that seems ridiculous that you would you would go out and just be like the kind of guy who's just trying to maximize right you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and then be like out of that process i'm gonna meet the one I'm like that's. It just you mean, seems as, to me, you mean as opposed to like going about your life and just following your own interests and then seeing what happens. Is that what you well, mean? Well, as opposed to when you meet women, like just from the get go, just being like, I'm this, I'm, just, I'm, I'm dating seriously. <coughs> I'm not. Oh, okay. I'm, not, so I'm can... not just trying to uh, sigma you, right? I'm not just trying <laughs> to accomplish you. And I might turn you down or whatever because I don't, you know, whatever. Or you might turn me down, but the point is, like, I'm. I'm I'm right. I'm actually looking for a serious commitment up like you know not necessarily to you but this is my what I'm looking right. for now, the right goal now. I'm yeah. in that mode yeah versus I'm I mean I'm I'm like that, in fucking, hyper- I'm in fucking around mode the hypergamous mode like the the Elon air whatever the wet dick mode yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> or not hypergamous they'll yeah. fuck anything you know um so you know, are yeah. you in the fuck anything mode or are you in the I'm serious mode? And it's no, I think people have maybe have a hard time just admitting like, yeah, I'm, I'm a male. I'm a I'm a man slut. I'm just trying to get I'm just trying to fuck. I don't you know, I'm not serious. Look at me. I'm not a serious person. My name's Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, not serious. I don't I'm not serious about any of you, <laughs> you know, and, they, you know, and I felt like the women just couldn't fucking grab, you know, they're just like, God, he takes this so cavalierly and i'm like what do you think this is this whole di- app shit is fucking just it's all hookup culture it's what you, what do you expect him to do i think there's there was a lot of confusion maybe the maybe the controversy over that was that there was just this huge crossing of streams uh not just between the women he was dating and and him but within oh. the minds of the people themselves we're where they were West like Elm, mistaking this giant fucking hookup game for mm-hmm. like a serious process to meet someone to have a serious life relationship with. You know? I, yeah. I mean, I, 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 it still blows my mind that people are taking Tinder seriously these days. I, I thought like from the inception, it was, you know, understood that it wasn't anywhere you went for anything serious, but I guess some people are now. Um, I'm not saying the apps can't be the, yeah. ba- I mean, I met my wife through the app, you know, but it was no, like but Tinder it's itself more- is just not, yeah, Tinder, but you know, I'm just saying, like, apps. you know, the the mindset that you bring to it. Yeah. Um, anyway, I don't know if that makes sense, but I just I think, think there needs does. to be a much clearer distinction between what you're actually after. Well, I think, yeah. I, but I think the mistake I made was uh, I never got that totally clear in my head. I just thought of mm, mm. women and and meeting women as sort of like this continuous field of activity, you know, <laughs> like. It just you just did that. You just went out and you just met women, and then all sorts of shit happened, and then out of that process would bubble up something serious and committed. And you know, assuming that a lot of guys I know decide, yeah, that's the thing that okay, that was this is the best one. Okay, let's go. But they 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 got there through from a fundamentally unserious position. Mm. And then the problems are all arose later because they, from the beginning, that's what I'm saying. You know, like, okay, uh, I said, 
uh, we were t- I think we were in agreement about like when couples don't work out it it was faded from the moment they met and I and I think that it's pretty much faded from the moment you decided that you were going to make something I, I might be overstating this one a little bit but that you are going to make something serious out of a fundamentally unserious act thing which was I'm here to fuck around um Mm-hmm. And I didn't. I I personally didn't have that distinction clear in my mind until later. Mm-hmm. And now I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, if I had understood that from a much earlier point, my life and my interactions with women would have been much more straightforward and easy. Probably more honest anyway. Well, and and I would have been happier because I would just would yeah. I would have the appropriate expectations, and I would mm-hmm. know when to flip that switch. If that makes sense. I mean, you're probably not wrong. It's just most guys fall into that realm of like not, you know, just the continuous stream and not really thinking about it. And then like, you know, if I find the one, I find the one. But they were in, you know, manslaughter mode the whole time. Right. That's probably what most guys right. go through. I don't yeah. think they think about like discrete, you know, a switch between playing around and trying to get into a serious relationship. Um, I think for some guys, they always, they may, there may be a whole group of guys who are just like, I'm always looking for a serious relationship. And they run into women who aren't. Certainly and, are. Yeah. You know, that could happen too. Though, though I think that the, the culture mit, uh, militates against that in that they're, they're, we have this perverse view of masculinity now where I think the ideal is the man who is like, like Teflon, Teflon Don, you know, like. Now, now you know. we have that. Now we have that view. <laughs> Maybe more extreme than it I, was. I think that view has been around for a while. No, our culture does, right? Yeah, I think our culture has had that for a while, but this idea that women are trying to tie us down oh, and okay. we you are guys, trying to just slay bitches. Them off. Yeah. Right, yeah. And then this really like this awesome bitch comes around and we're like, okay, she's fucking awesome and you know, whatever. But there's this but what I'm saying, there's a fundamental bias against the notion that um a man would even want a serious relationship. So the idea right, of right. even mm-hmm. going out mm-hmm. and having a switch to flip to yeah. us is unmasculine i'd say i think like the only thing that we call masculine is going out and trying to fuck yeah which i really don't think there's any explicit discourse on what wanting to be in love looks like for a man uh just even saying that sounds a bit unusual and strange because i've never heard it articulated feminine it sounds feminine in our society yeah Yeah. which is fucking weird because i from my perspective now where i am and i see guys just going out fucking to the clubs with their fucking little <laughs> shirts and their thing, you know. And I'm little like, shirts. y'all, what, yeah. you know, you guys are just... You don't like the peacocking thing yeah, you that doesn't yeah, do anything you know, for you? Fuck, and now, and then you get with the fucking aviator glasses at night with the fucking cigar that they're holding like this and the... the <laughs> <laughs> and oh, when like, the wooing starts, you know, your shit's fucked. Yeah, and I'm like, dude, all of you are just little... You, like, little puppies just barking around you know like i don't know it just seems it just seems very adolescent to me yeah but that's that's just the phase i mean they're adolescent i mean they're at that that stage in their life they haven't gone to the later but they're 33 (laughs) (laughs) i mean i feel like yeah i know and have met a lot of dudes in new york city it's like every age every age of dudes (laughs) all right anyway I, yeah, I, 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 I guess what I'm saying is it, it was harder when I was younger to understand that that was ad- oh, that was sure. juvenile. Yeah, and and because there was just the str- because you know why I guess because like the strongest guy of that cohort 
sort of defined what the ideal of the masculine because he went home with some girl that night sure you know he he fucked a girl last night um and so that that sort of put him on top and you're like yo maybe i need a more pointed collar and some deeper bass (laughs) right right you know pop three Um, more collars it'll help cigar you know um bigger aviator shinier shinier bigger aviator yeah i need to fan my money out better uh i mean i I, I definitely I definitely say that one thing I learned at a young age that was helpful and I think is generally good advice is just this like very simple um, advice. Like if you don't like going to clubs, just don't, don't. go to clubs. Yeah, It's like not the only thing you yep, need to do. Absolutely you true. Know? And I'm not just talking about like, you know, meeting women and stuff. I'm talking about like just like enjoying nightlife. Yeah. Like there's other yeah, yeah, shit yeah. that goes on. But I think that for a lot of guys, especially if you go through like, you know, university, co- college culture, frat culture, all that stuff, you get driven into that that you know sure. that activity or whatever it sure. is. Yeah, so, it's like a one that's what size everyone else is doing model yeah yeah. Right. yeah and it sticks with you it could stick with you for real and it could stick with you until you're like in your 40s or whatever too right like that and that, yeah. that could be okay but for a lot of guys who like are have always been uncomfortable with it you just don't need to do it do something yeah, else. i don't i don't think i've ever met a girl at a club and then took her home and fucked her i don't think i've ever i don't <laughs> think i've ever picked up a girl at a bar and took her home and fucked her i i'm i'm happy there was a point in my life where i'm like I'm not sure I would even say that because that sounds pretty pathetic, but that is not eh. how I did. That's just not how I did it. I've never, I, I, I was it's never like a pretty, I would say it's guy. actually, I would say it's probably pretty rare, not rare, but it's, it's not a common thing. Like, it's not like, it's not like most dudes can do that or, or, um, can say they've done it. So I wouldn't say I mean, that you're, you know, I have, some people do, but I have hooked up with a girl at a club and then gone home with her, but I knew her. I went there with her. <laughs> yeah, well, that's not what we're talking about. I didn't pick her up at the club. Not, I just had, that was our people are thinking. Yeah, yeah, but I would, I would just say that it's like, I, I think there's a lot of pop culture content about that happening, right? It's like, well, yes. if you don't do it, then you're, yeah, you're, you're a, a loser, right? But it's yeah. a fantasy. Like, there are certainly some men who do that. And I, I've been able to do that. At, at times but like it's not like it's not like every dude is doing that or like every dude at the bar was able to do that or um, was even trying I, or was even I trying. wasn't even trying to do that and, it, and it's not even an aspiration it shouldn't be someone's aspiration that like i want to be able to do this once in my life and you if i don't kind of somehow like to i'm me, like though? a loser i it, mean it's bad this kind of feels like uh for the longest time I felt like all dudes were sort of like the most popular and charismatic, like 5% of the people that you meet in high school type shit, like the jock type in terms of sensibilities, in terms of like what the ideals are, things like that. But, you know, as I've gotten older, knowing that I'm just sort of like in the middle when it comes to like athletic ability, making money, attractiveness and all that stuff, I realize, yeah, it truly is just like a full spectrum of people. And I think a lot of pop culture really focuses on the stories and the perspectives and the accounts of just like uh, the five percent of people that we think yeah, are like no. the coolest and most popular. And I'm just I'm I'm just more like, wow! I actually held myself to that when I was like 18 through like 22, and now I realize I could have just been myself and like been more successful because I would have had less of a visible complex or happier. In <laughs> the culture that's what I'm saying the culture just doesn't provide that. It's a culture mm-hmm. of spectacle and prurient interest and it doesn't really uh you know it there on the other hand there are, there is a lot of like wholesome stuff in our culture but it doesn't bridge. It doesn't yeah, bridge. It doesn't separate. be like how did you get from here to there? It's just sort of like, you know, either we have Pixar level fucking wholesomeness 
you know, or we, or it's, you know, um, people fucking on TV, you know, and it's like, what bridges these two worlds? Yeah. Um, and there's no, I don't know. For, for I, that was my experience. Kyle was like, I just felt like there was no guidance. <laughs> there was no. It was like there was no clear way to get from that world to that world. So I just sort of assumed that in this world, something would just happen, and then I just sort of zip line across. But that's not really how it works. Yeah. You know, that's not. And I found out the hard way, but it is not how it works. You've got to understand that there's like a, well. That's what I think, but I think that there's a clear mental switch that has to happen. You've got to have a fundamental shift in perspective uh, for that to happen. Like you got to be, you got to grow up a little, you got to mature. And I think it's, the problem is that not that young guys are not maturing. It's that they think that, that if they keep going harder at what they're doing, they'll end up a mature Mm. guy. And I'm like, no, you've got to stop doing that shit. You've got to get to the point where you get bored of that and you stop it. But I think there is this feeling like, oh, yeah, I have to win at this game in order to get to that. I got to win at the club to get to the wholesome family shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, which is not how it works. different realms. Does that, does, is this even a point or is everyone already no. know this? No, I think that absolutely I'm just saying the obvious shit or here? <laughs> no, because no, I feel like when I was younger, I felt like, yeah, I needed to have success in these more sort of like visible or like more well-known realms of like, you know, hooking up with someone that I met at a club sort of thing in order to have the things uh, like a wholesome family life and things like that. But I realized they're two separate mindsets, two separate cultures and two separate sort of just spaces entirely where if you want that sort of wholesome uh, understanding couple's life, you got to be outside of that mindset of like, I got to fuck and I got to just dominate and like be uh, an alpha male sort of thing which i yeah which i'm not shitting on i'm just saying that you don't cross the streams there's yeah. nothing wrong yeah. with playing that they're, game they're, just they're don't com- play that game and yeah. think you're playing the other game absolutely they're coming just they're, know they're that's the game you're playing and if you fucking don't enjoy it like you don't enjoy going to clubs you don't enjoy trying to pick up women you don't feel the need to sleep with as many as women as possible then don't don't, don't feel don't do like it. you need to participate in this game because that is not the game you really it seems that you want to be playing anyway so don't play the game because yeah. there's plenty of women who don't play that game either. Yeah. And you should and be hanging ha- out with are, them. And are happy to be with someone who didn't play that game or yeah. is not and in that mindset. They yeah, won't look they at sh- you and be like, oh, I don't want to be with this guy who was a loser. They don't, they're not going to think like that. Yeah. You, if you show up on the date and you got the, you know, you're bumping around, it's like, no, this guy's yeah. playing the wrong game, you know? Um, yeah. I, that's my, it's the Ghostbusters. Just don't cross the streams. If you're, there's nothing <laughs> wrong with don't going pee out on the electric fence, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just don't, just don't, uh, yeah, don't, uh, don't touch dicks. Uh, like, don't, um, don't, just don't confuse, just don't be confused as to what you're doing, is is all I'm saying. Because I think for me, I think a lot of, there was, there was a lot of, like, uh, bad times had because I thought I was playing one game when I was actually playing a different game. You know what I mean? And yeah, then, yeah. uh, it would have been, and I think the guys that actually were successful at, uh, just you know, racking up body counts, uh, knew that that's what they were doing. Mm-hmm. They had no pretense, like, oh yeah, I'm taking any of this seriously. Whereas I think a lot of guys are like me at that time were a little bit confused and were like, oh, you rack up body counts, right? And then out of all the bodies, you pick the one you marry. Is that how? It works? <laughs> <laughs> 
no, 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 no. So, yeah. Uh, sorry, I, this whole thing was just a way for me to like see if I'm crazy. I was like, does this is this even a point? <laughs> is this even like <laughs> necessary, or is it only me who needs to hear this? <laughs> well, I, well, I mean, I, I I think it goes to their broader point that uh, if people were just more honest with themselves and with, and with each other, it would save a lot of people a lot of heartbreak and wasted effort. And I think that's wasted where it comes. For sure. I think Club that's the, charges for sure. <laughs> we get that too. Um, but uh, I, I think that's a lot of where that like it takes work comes from is like you're just working at something that it probably can't be saved. It's like you should have just saved yourself the effort. Um, and uh, but a lot of people uh, and this isn't to say that I was uh, I wasn't always honest either. Like I definitely went through a lot of the period that like you're talking about team where like you, you're confused about like. What, what do I really want? Am I am I in the fuck around stage or am I in the I'm really looking for something more serious stage? Um, and if I had been, I didn't even honest, know those were separate things. Well, or, I, I'm saying? not saying I knew that at the time, but it was sort of like I wasn't being honest with myself and where what I wanted, right? And um, w- whether I called it those things or not, uh, but I think if just people were more honest and just were willing to be more honest with each other, right, and say it to, to the person. Uh, that's in front of you um it it could it would be better but i i don't know whether you know the fact that andrew tate is popular and there are plenty of other people um that are similar to him but that might not be as flashy um that are saying a lot of similar things uh, it's going to be it's hard for people you know it's hard for people to be honest um so the other thing is you got to play that you gotta you gotta if you're gonna fuck around fuck around when you're young because when you're old your body starts to give out, man. You know, it just, it, it's not <laughs> like you get tired quickly, you, you know, Pull just muscles. shit doesn't work right. Yeah. Like you got arthritis in the fucking foot, you know, it can't be limping around the club, you know, you've got to, you've got to, you know, you, you tend towards the more serious shit as you get older for sure. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right, maybe I'm not the only one that needs to hear this. But yes, if I could go back in time, I would definitely tell myself, dude, Sigma now, serious shit later. You know? Yeah, I mean, as someone someone that's lived that, you know, I feel like I got that out in my early 20s and then I actually, uh, you know, got married at 27. It's good. Get it out of your system. Get it out then. Uh, So that way you don't feel like you've missed out on anything. Uh, and then you can sort of treat these two things as separate, you know, serious relationships versus just fucking around. Well, I think I think that's really the the lesson or what I've extracted from this that I guess I, I, I knew and have lived by, but hadn't really thought about or articulated before. The idea that the way that you approach these relationships uh, really determines sort of like the pool of people who are going to be out there based on expectations. How seriously are you taking it? Who are the people that are out there that you're going to meet as a result of that? Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I think a lot of the dismal views of women are because men are playing um, the fuck around game and thinking that they should be finding, quote, feminine virtue in that game. And I'm like, no, they're playing, too. Yeah. They're so playing and that's probably if you switch thing. your yeah. mindset, you're going to automatically start seeing that you're going to be meeting women of a different mindset as well. Uh, but I think the problem and I think the resentment comes from guys who are expecting women to be, you know, 
uh, serious minded soul, deep soul searching this and that when you're at the fucking club or in the app, you know, like that's not the right domain for that, you know? So they're looking for something in the wrong, they're looking for love in all the wrong places. Is that what the fucking song is? That's what they're doing. <laughs> looking for love in all the wrong places. <laughs> now, now it's the karaoke hour. Yeah. That's what they're doing. Shit, that song makes total sense to me now. Anyway. All right. Um, final thoughts? I mean, all this stuff made sense to me because I think we're older now. Yeah. I think you, yeah. You, if you listen to this and you're like, I don't know, 23 out of college, 24, whatever, right? Got your first job. It would maybe it'd be re- revelatory. I don't know. I'm not sure. But to me, it's like, yeah, this makes sense. Like, you know. We no longer have the bur- I no longer have the burden of a future. <laughs> you're set i don't give a fuck anymore you see i'm i'm just i'm just living now when you're young right. you're it's all uphill man everything's a fuck you don't know what's over that you're just fucking yeah. like just climbing all day oh my god it's rough being young it's easier being old in a, in a certain way you don't have that fucking burden yeah um that burden by know. infinite possibilities mm-hmm yeah yeah it could go really wrong you know <laughs> you're like i don't i don't want to fuck this up but you you know they hold they're like they, if you hold on too tight you know you will fuck it up um yeah but see no one told me no one told me this shit man my dad never set me down and told me about this stuff son you're 23 right i think you should bang out as it's like no as right right you're 23 right i don't know yeah, are you 23 like <laughs> It's not exactly I, make a clear, I was just every day. I didn't, you know, I lied. I cheated. I didn't care. <laughs> Do that now, son. Do it now. Get it out. Let's talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, all right. Should we call it there? We're yeah. An hour and a half. Yeah. Sounds good. Dude, always fun, guys. Um, That's right. I'm, and uh, yeah, we'll. we'll um, well, we're, we're still gonna plan that uh, camping trip. Yeah. Yeah. Or Montreal or something. Yeah. Smoked meats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, call it there. Uh, this is the, eh, I guess we're a day late or whatever, but, you know, better late than ever. Uh, see y'all next week. See ya. Bye. Yep. Peace.